You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Amy Shojai. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai, and today we're talking about angel animals and do our pets really go to heaven that brings me to my rant of the week now i know people from all sorts of religious and spiritual backgrounds and they all love their animal companions but welcoming a special creature into our our lives and hearts means that all too often we face heartbreak when we outlive them pet lovers comfort themselves with tales of Rainbow Bridge, where we are all reunited with these beloved companions after our deaths. Yet, I gotta tell you, the gospel of Rainbow Bridge certainly isn't in the Bible or in any other religion's teachings that I'm aware of. And some folks' view of heaven and salvation excludes a good portion of the world's population. Heaven forbid, literally, that pets merit an afterlife in paradise. But, well, frankly, As for me, it just wouldn't be heaven if the critters weren't there. So today, I welcome three guests able to lend their insights into the topic. First, we'll speak with Pastor Craig Sturm of Trinity Lutheran Church. And then, after our break, authors Linda and Alan Anderson of the Angel Animals Network will join us. So, curl up with your dogs and cats, find a manger for the horse and a perch for the parrot. We'll be right back with Pastor Sturm after these messages. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio. Horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Ready to take a walk? 
not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. We're talking with Pastor Craig Sturm, who's been the spiritual leader of my own home church, Trinity Lutheran Church in Sherman, Texas, since uh, 2002. Uh, Trinity is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. This is a church of 5.3 million members, 11,000 congregations, and 18,000 clergy, 28 colleges and universities, and eight seminaries. I looked it up on the internet. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Pastor Craig. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be with you. Well, before we get started, I wanted to, uh, I always ask my guests a little bit about themselves and your relationship to pets. Uh, What cats and dogs have you had over the years? Oh, well, I grew up uh, kind of in the the country, and we always had uh, stray dogs and cats that came in, and we just had to welcome them into our family, and it's like they just became a part of us, and that has pretty much been my story uh, with pets throughout my life. Pets have a way of finding me, not the other way around. <laughs> well, I think I think that's uh, really, according to the topic we're we're looking at today, that's really kind of a blessing for us. I think for many of us, they really do become a part of our family. And and I just wanted to talk with you just in general the the creation story, for example. Most of us are familiar with that. In general, God gave man dominion over all the animals, but. Didn't he also create them as a gift for us, too? Yes, exactly. And in fact, um, I think that uh, there was always this companionship between us and the animals. I went back and looked, and throughout the creation story, um, each day, it was on the sixth day that God created both the animals and humans on the same day. So there is a sense that in this world that God um, created, that uh, furry creatures and humans were to be companions for one another. There's this certain kinship. Um, now, whether this bond was just intended for Earth or for in heaven as well, that's uh, something we need to talk about. Right, and I and I really kind of want to get into this. Um, you know, our, our relationship with animals, especially our companion pets, I think it's really evolved over the years, uh, you know, Early on, they were certainly our companions, but more so, they were there for our food or to help us plow the fields, uh, ride on, uh, and of course, we had a responsibility to care for them, but holy cats, I mean, these days, our dogs and cats are fulfilling even more of a role in our lives. Do you think God had a plan for that? 
I'm sure, you know, of course, God is all-knowing, all-seeing, but was that something that evolved with people, or was that a plan from the very beginning? Well, that's, that's a very good question. Uh, it's, you know, it's very apparent to us who love animals that um, not only do we care for animals, but animals care for us. And so I think there is that, um, that sense that um, animals are a gift to us from God, um, and we all know that uh, animals can offer such unconditional love, the same kind of love that God offers to us. And so I think that's yet uh, another blessing from God that um, that pets uh, are brought into our lives um, to to be that blessing for us. Well, when you read the Bible, and I'm you know I have to a big confession to make here. I'm I'm not a great student of the Bible, but looking back um, during the times when some of the some of the the Bible was written and man's interpretation of the events of the day, a lot of it. Uh, early on, Egypt had a great relationship with animals, brought all sorts of critters into their households, uh, cheetahs and monkeys and, I mean, all kinds of things there. How does that stack up with today's Bible, and how, do, how does the Bible treat animals and man's relationship with them? Well, the, um, it's interesting. Um, Pope John Paul II um, has a quote, and I think uh, it's very um, telling. He says that um, because animals are part of God's creation, that we cannot claim ownership of them. In other words, we don't own these animals. They are God's creation, and that God has called us to to provide for them and to love them. Um, and they don't ex- simply exist for us. They exist, and they belong to God. Um, and so I think that that's, um, that's an important part to know that, you know, these, uh, all of these wonderful animals, uh, we do not own them. They are part of, of God's creation. And, and the entire creation of the world, they were part of this perfect plan that God had. Uh, and just as we belong to God, so do all of these animals. Oh, that's a very comforting thing to, to understand, and I think it goes right along with the way people are, are looking on animals now more as uh, a responsibility, not so much owned uh, as is done in the law, you know, for their, their considered property in the law, but a lot of people are now looking at, we're more, more guardians of these creatures, and there's, there's a lot of uh, controversy over the terminology, but I, I, like, I like the sentiment anyway that we're sharing the planet, basically, exactly. Exactly. caring for each other. Yeah. Right. There were some other things. I did a little bit of searching when I knew we were doing this show. And, of course, in other religions, there are stories of, uh, for instance, stories of Muhammad, who apparently was a great cat lover. Uh, stories of him uh, when he was teaching. He would teach with a cat in his arms. And there was even a story of him during daily prayers at one point, finishing his prayers and discovering that his little cat was sleeping on his sleeve. And rather than disturb her slumber, he cut off his sleeve and left her there sleeping. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? Um, yes. What are some of the um, the takes of other religions around the world in our relationship with animals? I think in India, of course, animals are considered sacred. Yes, yes, especially uh, cattle. Um, you know, speaking from my own Christian tradition, um, animals are always lifted up as uh, analogies for the way um, God interacts with the world. Um, like um, you, we always see Jesus holding the, the lamb as a way that God, you know, comforts us in our time of sorrow. The great uh, 23rd Psalm, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, um, that there's a sense that um, God um, holds all of these animals 
um, in his care as a way to show us how he holds us in his care as well. And so I think it's an image that we can relate to, but the fact that God chose to use animals in that sense, I think, is, is very telling for us in the way that we well, should treat animals as well. And I recall the vivid image of the Spirit of God descending as a dove. Yes, yes. During the baptisms of, of Jesus. So, I mean, there are a number of those images. Right, um, and when we have this uh, ending um, paradise, um, when, when paradise comes about in the end, we have uh, like the text from Isaiah that says that the wolf and the lamb will lie down together. Um, you know, that they will no longer hunt one another, but they will live in this complete harmony um, the way God intended it all along. So animals uh, play, a, a, I think, a very important role in helping us understand this world that God has created and His, um, you know, His plan for our lives. Also, I found, uh, and I'm sure that you also have some great quotes from Martin Luther, I found one that I thought was absolutely terrific that said, Be comforted, little dog. Thou, too, in the resurrection shall have a little golden tail. And oh, I thought, marvelous. Isn't that cool? And, of course, I've got all kinds of books on animals and pets, and this was from uh, the first pet history of the world, and I'm not sure where he found that, but that was attributed to Martin Luther. What are some other things that, uh, you know, from our own church background that Martin Luther thought and spoke of about animals? Right. Well, when uh, Martin Luther was asked the question, you know, do animals go to heaven, he talked about, um, he went back, of course, to the creation story, and he said, you know, in paradise, there's this complete harmony between humans and animals, and he says one day that harmony will be uh, restored and all creation will be alive in, in Jesus Christ. So he goes back once again to that creation story, and I think, you know, there's not that one verse, specific verse, that says, yes, that our, our beloved animals will be with us in heaven. And yet when you look at the entire Bible story, um, over and over again, the Bible says the all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day um, of heaven. Uh, and it doesn't just say humans, it says all creation. And I think that's why it's so important to remember that creation took, um, took place on all these different days to remind ourselves that they were very specific parts of, of God's creation. And no one part is more important than the other. It all creates this, this perfect union. There's texts like uh, Psalm 36 that um, talks about how the Lord cares for people and animals alike and how God's unfailing love is revealed to both animals uh, and people, and how all creatures um, find shelter in the shadow of God's almighty wing. And, of course, these are all, you know, allusions to, to heaven. So, ultimately, the final question would be, do pets have souls? Are we the only ones that have souls? And if so, are we the only ones going to heaven? Or do pets actually have souls? And it's, as you're saying, all creation that God made is going to join in this wonderful paradise and after we're gone. Right. Um, the Bible uses um, the word soul in a number of different ways. One meaning is just anything that has life and breath, anything that God has brought into being. Um, that is one use of the word soul, and of course that definitely applies to animals. Um, and then the other um, understanding of soul is this sense of immortality, that something that lives on forever um, the sense that God's um, creation at the very beginning will, will come to fruition at the end as well. It's a restoration of that. And most scholars believe that, you know, animals do not have souls in that sense that humans do because only humans um, were created in the image of God. That's the, that's the, um, 
the important line. But just because animals uh, don't have souls, I don't think we can assume that um, they're any less important or excluded from heaven. I think all of the Bible message, you know, encourages us to think of heaven as having, you know, birds singing heavenly chorus in the trees and butterflies, you know, floating around through the flowers and our furry friends underfoot. Um, I think that's the image that the Bible portrays about um, animals in heaven. Well, and I think it, of course, it all comes down to a matter of faith. No matter, you know, faith by definition is something that, that you believe even though there's not a concrete proof that, you know, we've been there, we've seen this, we know with our own eyes, this is what happened. So we ultimately have to trust in God's love that what is right for us will be there. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, you can never limit God's love, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Craig, for your insights. Uh, I really want to delve deeper into this subject, and later on we'll be talking about angel pets. Is there such a thing? So Linda and Alan Anderson of the Angel Animals Network will be with us after these messages from our sponsors. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life. Because they're a member of the family, keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. On demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back, and joining us are Linda and Alan Anderson of the Angel Animals Network. Now, since 1996... They have gained international recognition as inspirational authors and speakers who raise awareness about the importance of protecting and caring for animals. Their popular Angel Animals series of books highlights the benefits, complexities, and the spiritual nature of human-animal relationships. 
recently their book, Angel Animals, Divine Messengers of Miracles, from New World, a library, was released. Welcome, Linda and Alan. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) Before we get started, I'd like our, our listeners to know a little bit about yourself. What pets do you have? Well, we have a family of pets. We have uh, Cuddles, who's our, our rescue cat, who sort of is the sweetest cat you'll ever want to know. And we have Taylor, who uh, recently died, um, which was very, very sad for us. And Leaf, who we adopted from the shelter, and Speedy, and a little bird named Sunshine. <laughs> so you are, you are multifaceted there with um, you know, feathered, furred, and just of all kinds of critters. We are, and it's uh, and and they gang up on us. There, there's more of them <laughs> than there are of us. <laughs> so you can't put it to a vote, then. No, well, not at all. They they're a good team. They also seem to be more. They're smarter than we are. I don't know why that is, but they seem to know exactly how to get what they want, and we are sort of um, serving them and their needs. <laughs> well, and and my cat would say, "Well, of course," and that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated by the whole uh, idea of Animal Angels Network and your mission. For listeners, what is your mission and what prompted you on this path? Well, we were um, walking around the lake near our house one day back in 1996, and uh, our children were grown, and we had we were starting to fill our empty nest with pets and we realized that we were learning spiritual lessons from animals. We were watching these animals in our family, and they were full of unconditional love and creativity and joy and gratitude, and those were all spiritual qualities. So we started asking other people uh, on the Internet and in person, "How are you learning spiritual lessons from animals like we are? And in just uh, uh, a few short months after we asked those questions, we had hundreds of stories from people all over the world that... Um, and we realized that this was a very strong thing that was going on because people uh, in unprecedented numbers are living with animals now. Uh, two out of three homes have pets. And um, so people were beginning to see the spiritual nature of animals that maybe hadn't been noticed before. One thing we've noticed over and over again, especially when we talk with these people and we get all the stories and do our interviews, is that people become better human beings when they have pets. And that is sort of the repeated theme throughout all of our books and all of our talks about this subject. I know you said you got stories from all over the world, from the Internet, and so my understanding is this really transcends religion and culture and, and nationality. This is across the board. How, how do other religions consider animals? Well, there. I guess uh, you'd have to break it down into the doctrinal things and the things that people tell you when they live in their real lives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doctrinally, um, religions have various beliefs about whether animals have souls, whether they go to heaven, um, you know, what that relationship is between people and animals. Uh, almost all religions have a respectful relationship with animals that they would promote, the humane treatment of animals. But... Um, when you talk to people, regardless of their religious beliefs, they have, many of them, spiritual experiences that prove to them beyond a shadow of a doubt that that when that pet goes away, that it's only the physical body that's gone, that the, the spirit, the love of the animal, uh, that presence is still with them for as long as they need. Well, I did a search on the Internet. Oh, I love the Internet. You can find just mm-hmm. about anything on the Internet. <laughs> 
when I knew that I, I was going to be talking with you folks and doing this show, a lot of people who love animals talk about the Rainbow Bridge story, which is very pervasive, and a lot of people love that whole imagery. And I found a reference to a religion, a very old religion, the um, Zoroastrians, that ancient Persia that tells of a rainbow bridge guarded by a yellow-eared dog whose bark drives out the fiends from the souls of the good when they pass into the afterlife. And I thought, my goodness, from the oldest times, from the oldest recorded religions, there was a link there of animals and how they helped people be good. Oh, that's wonderful. That was a great find. (laughs) People would love to hear that. (laughs) Well, I know I also found on your website, uh, you had a a little quote there from your latest book, and I'd like to read that for listeners here briefly. Animals are divine messengers of miracles that go beyond emotional comfort and practical assistance. Talk to those who have been transported to a heavenly place by the gentle purring of a kitten, or whose broken hearts, burdened by worry and pain, have been mended by a dog licking their hand. They will tell you that animals connect them with the river of life in ways poets imagine and mystics contemplate. This is wonderful. Tell us about this book. It's called The uh, Angel Animals, Divine Messengers of Miracles. Tell us a little more about this book. Well, the, the book is an anthology of all these uh, people with, and wanting to share their, their experiences uh, in the, with the idea that the pets and the animals in their lives have brought spiritual qualities to their lives, whether it is love, more love, courage, empathy for others, and also their experiences when it comes to pets when they do uh, move on and they do tra- uh, die. And these, uh, the experiences that these people are sharing help others when they read them to realize that, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that's having these experiences that really knows the importance of my relationship with my dog or cat or bird or iguana or whatever it might be because that that animal has helped me through so many challenging situations and has been there for me and has shown me how to give unconditional love and how to be empathetic towards others and how to give service. I mean, there's so many times we hear people saying, I would never have done the things I did to help other people had it not been for the, the example my dog has shown me or the love that my cat or my other pets have given me. Well, I know psychologists talk about the connectedness that pets bring to us. People, perhaps they're shut-ins or they live alone and wouldn't get out otherwise, but they have to go out to walk the dog. They connect us with other people, so they can also be a bridge and bring humans together to show that we're all kind of a universal being there. Absolutely, and uh, if you get around other animal lovers, (laughs) you already have something in common right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the pictures come out and we start telling stories. Oh, yeah, he ate my socks once, too. All (laughs) the wonderful things. Or twice. (laughs) Or twice. Angel animals. How do you define an angel? Now, certainly not necessarily wings and a halo, but are all animals potential angels, messengers? They, they really are. Um, I guess, you know, you could think that any living creature has a capacity to be a messenger of some sort because if you if you think about the, the, the river of life, as, as mentioned in that quote that you read, uh, it flows through all life. There's a connectedness. There is a, a love stream that flows through the entire universe, and these these animals 
because they don't have so much mental garbage and baggage that we do, um, many times they can link into this river of life, to this life stream, in a way that we can't we can't do because of all of the other things that are burdening us and on our minds and and holding us back. But they are such pure vehicles for this divine love that flows through the world that. So many times, uh, almost you'll see this as a thread through almost all the stories that we have ever collected, and that is that people are finding that when they're in their worst of times, an animal comes through with some kind of a message. That once they figure out the message, they realize that they're not alone. That that there is love there in the world for them. Well, how would you suggest that people? Maybe it's the first pet that they've had, or maybe they're going through a really rough patch but they do have, you know, their little chihuahua there or a beagle or a big old furry cat. How would you suggest that they connect with these animals? Is there instructions or tips that you offer people in your lectures how they can enhance this relationship and perhaps get more out of it? There are times when when we are so caught up in the world and and our problems and raising the kids and doing all the things that we're responsible for that we don't really allow that aspect of our lives to, to the door to be open to that. And I think often when we talk with people, we say, can you just relax, sit down, and pet your, uh, you know, be with your pet for a few minutes, and, and just relax and enjoy those few moments of quiet. And then with that, there's always the next step where the animal finally is saying, oh, okay, this human that I love so much is now open, and when yesterday this individual was closed, and therefore the benefits of being that messenger or being there for giving love or being there giving comfort uh, can happen without all the doors that we tend to keep closed when we're so busy with our lives. In the first half of our show, I asked uh, our first guest, Pastor Craig, do animals have souls? Are we going to see them in heaven? What's your answer? Well, I'd like to read a quote from the Angel Animals book for Dr. Billy Graham's answer, which we thought was just wonderful. In this quote, Dr. Graham says, um, Heaven is the place of final and complete happiness God has prepared for us. And if animals are necessary to make us happy in heaven, then you can be sure God will have them there. That's pretty hopeful. (laughs) That's pretty definite. That's great. Yeah. Tell us about what are some of your other books? I know you have, I think, one on specifically to dogs, one on horses. What are some of the other titles that you have? Well, we have, uh, of course, uh, the cats, angel cats, <laughs> <laughs> divine messengers of comfort. Uh, Cuddles uh, is sort of the, uh, the one that uh, directed that particular book. She was in charge, and she has her own column in it. So she was book. the spokescat. <laughs> yes, yes, we have an Ask Cuddles column for her in the book. She has a <laughs> lot of wonderful. opinions. <laughs> and uh, she had much to say to uh, people to, to let them know what cats think about things. <laughs> and uh, again, it's an anthology, and all these people, uh, you know, we ran a contest in asking people to share their stories uh, on, uh, on, you know, their personal uh, spiritual stories with their, their pets or their cats. And uh, a lot of the stories from the contest are in the book, but also other stories that people submitted over the years that uh, they just wanted to let people know how wonderful their cat was and what an incredible experience they had, especially during challenging times or during those times when they really needed a friend. And, and we have a kit called Rainbows and Bridges, an animal companion memorial kit, and that is all about pet loss, and it has the Rainbow Bridge story in it. It has 
many other stories, but uh, it, it, it deals with all aspects of pet loss, including how to help your children through it and how to help the other pets in your family through a loss. And it, uh, it contains uh, memorial services that people can use or adapt to um, help to honor the life of the pet and to have some type of ritual associated with the passing of the animal because people are longing for that now. They don't want to just uh, bury the pet or have the pet um, um, uh, cremated. They want to be able to go through a ceremony and invite family and friends because this animal was a member of their family. Absolutely. It's what we do for our loved ones. Well, I'd like to encourage listeners to visit angelanimals.net. You can sign up there for the Angel Animal Story of the Week, and you can find all of the Andersons' books there. Now, we are out of time, but I would like very much to thank my guests today, Pastor Craig Sturm and authors Linda and Alan Anderson, and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. Email me suggestions or post a note to my blog by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. You can get transcripts that way too. Purrs and trills until next time. And whatever your religious or spiritual background, take a moment to appreciate and give thanks for the joy and comfort these special creatures bring into our lives. Your fur kids will absolutely sing your praises and we don't want them to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.